The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. One, two, clink. Cheers. Cheers. That's literally my line. Who says clink out loud? Cheers, girls. One, two, three, clink. Or one, two, clink. One, two, three, cheers. Welcome to Crying in Public. Hey, guys. Hey. Hey. Whoa. What's up? Nothing much. How are you? <laughs> I actually just said that part. Oopsie. I don't know. Uh, welcome to Crying in Public with Sarah and Sydney. Is it, is it Sarah it's and Sydney, Sydney or Sydney and Sarah? Sarah? Okay, okay. Whatever. Because I looked on this, I was just looking at our cover and I forgot which one it was. So I was like, our cover's kind of cute. Yeah. Um, our, uh, that's weird though. It's like, you're supposed to do it alphabetically, like to for like phonetic reasons, mm-hmm. but no. I like just I like Sydney and Sarah better. I think there's a better ring to it, to be honest. Yeah, I think it's like the the syllables or something. It's like yeah. a weird thing. Sydney and Sarah, Sydney and Sarah. I like it. Guys, I spent half my paycheck today getting clothes for New York Fashion Week, and I was like, I'm gonna go in there. I'm gonna get color. I'm gonna be bold. And I walked out, and everything in my hand was black and white. Can wait? Can I see what you got really quick? Cindy just showed me her pics for New York Fashion Week, which we're going, by the way. <laughs> uh, she showed me her pics for New York Fashion Week, and they all look really cute. 
Thank you. Thanks. I agree till therapy because I was sad today, guys. Wee hoo. Yeah, Cindy's a little sad. <laughs> I feel like it's why I start every episode, guys. I'm sad. <laughs> She's eating sushi right now. Why are you always eating during the episode? Okay, this one I don't have to chew though because it's just ripe. Yeah, it's just like soft and nice. I chewed. When did I? I just recently chewed a margarita. Recently, it was really fun. Yeah, I was like, "What are you doing?" Yeah, I don't know. I felt the need. But other than that, we just started school on Thursday. So yesterday, when we're filming this, and yeah, yesterday to the day that we're filming this or recording this, um, I didn't have any school though because I only have classes on Mondays and Wednesdays, which is fun. I had all my classes Thursday. Yeah, you were away for a very long time. Felt nice though. Yeah. Did you have to do the daily screener thing? Yeah, it's so ghetto. And <laughs> like literally, like I'm back, so I have to be into the building while I fill this questionnaire. You know? Mm-hmm. Mm. No. It's a. I went out with a few friends last night, and Camden, one of my friends, like left his apartment without his vaccine card because he was like, oh, "I'm not gonna need it." And and we were going like bar hopping, so I was like, "Of course you're gonna need it." But then like he texted me to tell me that he was going to be late because he was like, oh, I just ran back to get my vaccine card in case today is like the day that people start asking for it. And I'm like, that day's been already here. I feel like whenever we go into restaurants now or like places where there's a high volume of people, we always, always, always get asked for our vaccine proof. Isn't that crazy? NYU made it so clear that like you have to show or you have to be vaccinated or like show your daily screen. They mentioned that like in literally every email they've sent out to us, which is literally a million. Mm -hmm. And the line to get into every single building was so long. Because bitches were like, oh, the daily screener. We did that for the last two years. Like, and you don't know how to do it still. So, I can't. I hated when, even pre-COVID, people didn't have their NYU ID. So, yeah. Like, no, everyone's like, what? Yeah. I was like, you, you've got to be kidding me, right? Yeah. Like, you're going into the gate, like, in Stern, for example, which is our school of business, if you're not familiar with NYU. Like, people going in to the, they have double doors. There are, like, a lot of gates to get into, like, to flash your security card and then go into the building or your NYU ID. And people didn't have it ready. People stand there, get their wallets out, and, like, hold up everybody. And I'm like, this is how traffic is caused because of, like, moron. Like, and they don't, morons. like, move to the side. They sit there and fumble through their Balenciaga bag. And I'm like, can you please move? And let me yeah. get my, let me get my own business. Ooh. And also, like, if you don't always have your card out, understandable. Like, if you're an idiot sometimes, like, whatever, we all do it. But, like, if you take your goddamn time getting your idea out of your wallet, like, if you don't have a care in the world and there's a line of people behind you, there's a special place in hell for you. Like, I'm late to my class. Please move. This is a tweet something today that, like, really sat with my soul. Okay. Because, like, the way that I end every argument is either go to hell or fuck you because it kind of has, like, an extra little sting to it. A little mic or, drop. Or I like, personalize it a little bit. Like, something that's, like, I know it's going to, like, hit him in the heart, you know? Yeah, like, fuck you and your third ball. That's, yeah. like, Kevin Hart. <laughs> I, I need to stop that, though, because I'm going to be a lawyer and I can't be like, fuck you, you know? <laughs> I will learn how to argue. However, um, Sizz tweeted something today, and she was like, I forgot what exactly it said, but it was like, now when I finish an argument, I'm going to say, I hope the energy that you put out into the world returns back to you. Do you know how much of a person, like, like that can work for anyone? Because if you're being negative or nasty or hellish, like, that shit's going to return back to you. That's just a peaceful way to end an argument. Wow. You know how I just said there's, like, a special place in hell for people who take their time getting their IDs out? Yeah. There's a special place in heaven and for it's SZA. run by SZA. Literally, it's run by SZA. Like, she invented the special place in heaven. Like, I don't even know how to describe how much I love SZA, but, like, I saw her in my first New York Fashion Week in New York City, and I was, like, she had a bright blue hair. I saw her only from the back, her side profile, and then she walked away, and I was in tears. If I see her, I literally fart. Fart out of joy. Oh, my God. That's um, crazy. 
Okay, but like SZA, S-C-A is such like a nice looking name, you know, like it just, it just does it, you know, it, it pleases everyone. But her real name is Solana Rowe. I think that's such a pretty fucking name. I love it so much. Okay, naming my child's gonna be so stressful because like, think about this. Your little decision is gonna impact someone's life for literally like 70 years. You have to call them that name every day. They can't go change it. I mean, yes, they could. Yeah. But like, I don't know what's more offensive. Like, people who change their names. Like, thinking about, like, Miley Cyrus. Like, her name was Destiny Hope. Imagine hating your name that much that you just, like, fully changed it. Mm-hmm. Or, like, Fergie and stuff. I'd be offended as a parent. I'd be like, bitch, I went through all that stress of naming you, just gonna change it. It's so funny because, like, people with, like, the one word names, it's so funny when they act in movies because, like, like not even just the one word names, but just, like, very different names that are, like, obviously aren't their names. Like, they're real birth-given names. Doja Cat. Yeah, or, like, Lady Gaga. Like, when I, when I watched A Star is Born, it was, like, starring Lady Gaga. And I was, like, it was weird to, like, not see people's, like, full biological name, like, in the credits. I but love like, Lady Gaga's name, but, like, it was crazy. I was, like, what? There's something so bomb about being, like, a celebrity or, like, just being a person where, like, you have, like, a one-liner name. Like, yeah. Drake. Givian. Like, all of those names are, like... They are, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. Pink. There's something... Yeah, okay, well, she was... That's not really her name, but yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> not on the same level, but... Or like similar. Beyonce. Like yes. Rihanna. Like, you don't need a lasting. You don't need, you don't need nothing. You need just that one word, you know? Yeah. So, I don't know. It just... It hits different. Uh, speaking of, like, one word names, like Tarzan... I watched Tarzan today. <laughs> yeah. Tarzan is what first came to mind. <laughs> I love it. Um, celebrity culture Ooh. is awesome. But it's not... <laughs> I hate celebrity culture. Like, I like celebrity culture, meaning, like, I like the community of celebrities because it seems like all celebrities are friends. So it's, like, really cool in that sense. But, like, celebrity culture, like, fan culture, I think is the absolute worst. Like, I remember there was this one time when I was, like, 13, and Harry Styles, like, posted something about, like, getting a bloody tampon thrown at him in a concert. And I was like, how deranged do you have to be? That's just not even deranged. That's nasty. No, it's, like, Like, actually unhygienic. Bleed out into, like, girl. Okay. Like, I just want to know, in that person's brain, yeah. not only did they think of the idea, mm. they sat there and pulled it out. And at no point was anyone around them like, you nasty bitch, put your tampon back in. Number two, was she just free bleeding down onto the floor? Yeah. And like, what about getting someone's menstrual cycle on your face think they're going to give you attention? Like, I don't understand <laughs> what's going on. Like, people throw their underwear on stage. I'm like, what are you wearing? <laughs> Ill. But side note, Doja Cat's real name is Amala Rotnozondil Dalamini. Where and that did you get Doja Cat from? Interesting. Let's talk about really quickly Drake's new album because he just released it. It's so good. Um, basically, my love life came to shambles yesterday. And something about that landing on the same day as the Drake album you know, wasn't was an experience because obviously I can listen to Drake objectively yeah. and like it's good. But there's something about having your heart ripped out of its socket multiple times that really makes Drake hit different. The only thing is though, this man is 34 calling himself a certified lover boy. Jesus sent men to make us houses, to feed us and to carry us and buy us expensive things. And they're down here calling themselves Certified Lover Boy. You were 34. Why, why are you doing that? No. Also, instead of, like, it's it's so funny because it's the men who believe that, like, women should just stay at, like, a very certain level of excellence 
those are the same men who like treat women like shit so like they're expecting women to like uphold a certain standard of femininity and they're over here not upholding their statue of masculinity they're not being like a gentleman they're not being nice at all so i just think it's funny how like those are the same men who are just like dicks let's let's talk about let's that dis- it's, let's it's dissect a, that it's a big thing on tiktok right now because there is that five nine tonka truck built little man <laughs> talking about how yeah. like the reason why women aren't happy is because like they expect too much and like they want too much out of the men. guy who was in an rv no no the black guy oh okay. he, was literally, he literally the size of a tonka truck like okay. it was next to him and they were the same size <laughs> and i was just like men really think like that yeah and like after like talking with my mom like literally crying all night and like t- explaining to her she's like it's just so weird that it's not we always think it's a now thing like society teaching boys are like oh they should just have sex treat them in the way they want to treat them get in whatever wormhole they can and then the day they hit 30 oh let me start thinking about real life but it's like that's not just an us thing like that's that's an every generation thing Mm. my mom said that and i was like number one ill don't say that to me i don't want to hear that word come out of your mouth but number two it's just like that's not going to change so i'm kind of concerned as to like there's maybe like five men in the world who aren't like that Mm. where did y'all find them because i seem to be getting the same (laughs) batch of men and like i i need that i need that change you're getting the backwash and it's really annoying yeah yeah and it sucks though because like i can only speak for myself obviously but i feel like from like speaking from experienced people that i know like women that i know like they're just such amazing women like they have so much to offer not only just a man because like they're not designed to be for men, but like so much to offer the world, offer their friends, to offer society, to offer the workplace. Like they're just they're, there's like stars in their own right, you know. So like to see men that aren't worth bloop bloop bloop, like ruining them and like saying they're not enough or treating like they're not enough, I, it doesn't compute for me because like I just I just don't understand. Like how are you gonna get such an amazing person and lose that? For what? So you can sleep with half of New York? Like, I just, I don't understand. There's also no fulfillment in that. So, like, men are exchanging, or not, I'm not going to, like, generalize, but, like, most men, I will say, like, most men exchange um, kind of like a lifelong investment with immediate satisfaction, and they ruin themselves. And then they have all of these problems later on in life, insecurity issues, and they have to go to therapy, and they're like, oh, I wonder why. And then, they, you know, they develop oh, they, all they, of these... And they don't go to therapy. That's the scary part. Yeah. They don't. Well, they start to when they're 50 because it's it's court-ordered. You know yeah. I mean? No, literally. Because <laughs> they don't... They think, I mean, that's, that's for women, but that's why you're so messed up, you know? Oh, I was going to say that whole idea of, like, red pill, blue pill yeah. is so fucked up because it's like... You're think like, and it's funny because men are like right, but that's more of a or the guy who's the size of a Tonka truck, he's right, but like in the wrong ways because when men speak on things like that, most of the time, like when I see those kinds of videos, it's obviously meant to like target and belittle women, but like they're right, but for the wrong reasons. You know what I mean? Like when they're saying like there are not too many good guys out there in the world, and like I don't know, men he was saying like blah blah blah. He or, was saying that like women are always upset because they expect too much. Oh, and I was like, no, maybe you just aren't shit. Like, oh. let's, well, let's, yeah. Let's oh, well, that's what I was getting at. Yeah. yeah, because like ultimately, you're not, you're not a good person. You know yeah. what I mean? So like, why would why would anybody date you? But I think like at its core, the thing is, is that men think short term, women think long term. Mm-hmm. 
So like for men at the obviously women mature faster like scientifically than men do. Mm. So it's like and this is not just for girls. It's like for men listening too. Like mm. I I want to pick your brain. I want to open it, ice pick lobotomy it, and make you listen, because. And we also love you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you to all our male mm-hmm. listeners. One more. You're um, different. You're the good guys. There's a reason why I think there's a, such a disconnect with men and women, like young adult men and women, like in their twenties or I guess t- like late teens too. But for men, I feel like. What they find value in at that time is um, short term. So it's like, what do what girls can I get now? I want to get the hottest girl. I want to sleep with fifteen women so I can brag about it to my boys. I want the boys to think, oh, she's so hot. I wish I had her. Like for them, that's what brings them joy, makes them feel valuable about themselves, and it's why they're so insecure in relationships going forward because they haven't had the experience of like finding value in themselves for like the good reasons. By the time they are with women in like their late 30s and 40s, they're still stuck in that mentality that like their value comes from how many women they can get. That's why men cheat. It's why they lead their wives. It's why they have mistresses, etc. But like women, I feel like from such an early age are forced to find value in themselves and have that like journey of self love so much earlier just because of the way that men treat them, you know? Like we don't, like some women might find value in sex and like there's nothing wrong with that. I think Mm -hmm. we all do. It's like a primal instinct. Yeah. But I think that like. Yeah, we just have so much more investment in remotion, and like emotions and feelings and yeah. connections, and we see the value in that long term. Because like in two months, I was gonna give a shit about how many people you slept with, or in a year or two years from now. But like having those deep connections that like make you a better person, or like you learn about yourself, or like something you can share with someone else, like memories, values, etc. It's worth so much more than five bodies. Like, what does that mean to you? You know. Also, if you look at like. The arguments that men and women get into, like, get into it with each other about, like, with women, I feel like it's more like you're doing this now. Is this going to become a habit, a behavior? Like, you're treating me this certain way, and you're doing X, Y, and Z action, and like, I can see this being a problem in the future. So, like, let's talk and have an end goal and like work this out. And then I think when most men, at least in my own personal dating experience, like, get into arguments with their girls or significant others, like, whatever, it's like they're very immediate, and it's like. You, lit- you like you literally did not tag me in this pic. Like you literally didn't. Like I can't believe you would do that. I'm gonna go and sleep in my bed and never love again. You know what I mean? It's yes. very like I-, I don't even know how to explain it. Maybe it's not like I don't know. It's just I'm, annoying. They're, <laughs> they're just very reactionary. And the worst part yeah. is, is like that's the perfect word for it. When they quote unquote mess up, it's like oh they accidentally sleep with like four girls. When women mess up, it's like, oh no, I forgot to tag you, or this boy looked at me and I did nothing back. Yeah, and it's and they're all like, the I same. can never love again. Yes. I've been damaged by women. Fuck women. When women do shit, it's like they didn't pick up a sock. And then when men do shit, it's like you literally cheated on me eight times. Literally. You know what I mean? like, <laughs> like, you literally punched me in the face. <laughs> I just want to, like, so annoying. I think we dedicate an entire episode <laughs> as to why, why do men cheat. That should be its own episode. It's literally its own episode. I mean, it, you know, analyzing the male brain is so fun because it, I just feel like as much as I am a very, you know, big independent, as much as we are very independent people, I feel like our relationship lives are so affected by like 
relationship experiences that we've had in the past all because men don't know how to emotionally cope and have good genuine emotional responses literally the capacity of a cockroach i can't even oh that's offensive to cockroaches they can like <laughs> turn over roll spin fly no it's more like a fruit fly or a gnat we should find a male guest we can bully and make him answer that question getting disrespect speaking of men and women in the relationship let's talk about the workplace when men and women coworker wise or boss to employee wise regardless of the you know whether the man is the boss or the woman's the boss or whatever when you get into it like with a coworker i feel like women or at least the women i know like in my experience like i know this how you've handled it cuz you handled it like this and you've been in this situation i've been in this we've all whatever but like women are literally so goal oriented like they're like i don't want this to happen again how are we gonna fix it three strikes and you're out i'll be nice the first two times but then the third time we're gonna have to talk consequences or i'm gonna be a little firm these exclamation points and emails and they usually just try overall better to be or overall they try more to be like nice and appeal to one's human nature and i feel like in me in my experience whenever i've had a male boss they're very do it my way and there is absolutely no highway and if you make one mistake or even if you do what I say and I change my mind without telling you it's your fault it's your fault and it's because you're a woman yeah you know and then they're like going to play pool with their buddies with their other male coworkers. like meanwhile they're twiddling their thumbs and I'm like what are you you doing yeah you know it very much poses the question like what did you do today I did XYZ ABCD EFG and also a little bit of LMNOP what did you do today like, what were you doing? I really want to know. Give me an hour-by-hour hour schedule of what you did today because I guarantee half of it was absolutely bullshit. Like, I'm lucky to... Because, like, I work for a law firm, and I'm, I am was so scared going into it because, like, it is a very, very male-dominated field, especially because, mm-hmm. like, black women make up 2% of lawyers in America. Like, yeah. that's... Two, that's, like, in a law office of 200 people, or 100 people, that'd be two people that are black women, yeah. you know? So, like, being hired with two male partners, I was scared about that. But, like, they value my voice and opinion so much. And, like, as an intern, I'm like, are you sure I'm qualified to, like, answer this question? But, like, it's given me so much more confidence going into, like, a field I was scared to because I felt like I didn't have a voice in it. But, like, I guess it just need to talk louder. Right now, my bosses are so – I'm so, like, content with my bosses. Like, I've never been so content with, like – the people that I have who govern me right now, I am under the authority for my one job of this amazing woman who just, you know, obviously I'm not going to say her name, but she just gets me. She's very like millennial and she's, so she's very, um, we both work on social media together. That's why I like say she's a millennial. So I feel like we're both very like in tune with what's happening in pop culture. And that makes it a lot easier to work together on social media efforts. Um, and my other boss, he's also a millennial, and he's really great. He pays for my drinks. Just kidding. And I feel like my voice and my opinion is also really valued, similar to you, Sydney, which I've never experienced before in my life. Yeah. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. 
Choose from thousands of in-stock styles, ready for next day installation, and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. We're back. Men's back. Men's We're not mini-haters. I just happen to hate mini-men. Yeah. No, I, yeah. And yeah, that's a good disclaimer I think we should make right now. Is that... You know, I was like, if I'm man-haters, no. I think men are great people. Yeah. There are just certain behaviors by men that take place on like a wide scale that I think aren't discussed enough and should be eradicated immediately. Immediately. I think, and it, I don't think this is a bad thing because I think that men should listen to this and understand the perspective from the other side. Another comment that I hear a lot about when women kind of complain about their male relationships is that, you know, whether it's professional or personal or romantic, one very common complaint that I hear is, well, you women are so quick to go on TikTok and be like, um, men, you know, shut your mouth, but it's totally, basically what they're saying is like, you get so annoyed when you hear men speak on women, but like you're allowed to speak on men and it's not the same thing. Like I have to stress that it's not because the male voice is everywhere. It's ingrained into our structure. It's all over our social media. There's no shortage of male opinion. I promise there absolutely is a shortage of female opinion that isn't cheat on him first you know what I mean there's a very like direct like call her daddy which isn't like I don't like that advice I'm not gonna like hate on the podcast obviously because it's not what either Sydney and I are here to do but like there's a very one track toxic toxic things that we think are toxic mindset about how to handle men but so there is a lack of I feel this type of conversation regarding men like for example i think the one thing that i was like oh my God, is when girls tweet like men should permanently shut up and that i do admit that it's on my timeline every three tweets but i don't think it's literally like men should not be able to ever speak ever 
It's more that like men have an opinion on everything mm -hmm. that has to do with women. You wear too much makeup. You're showing too much boobs. You're not showing enough. Your ass is too small. You would small. never make a good wife. Yeah, like you can't cook. You can't clean. Your hair looks weird. Why you straighten your you hair? You don't shave your legs. Why you don't shave your armpits. Yeah, why is your hair long? Like why are your nipples weird? Like whatever. Um, uh, down to like you shouldn't have health care because I don't want you to. Or like you shouldn't be able to have control of your own body because that's my job, you know? It's, I think that's what those tweets are referring to, or like that idea of like men should shut up. It's that like they have, an not even just an opinion, they have jurisdiction, they have power over literally every single aspect of like femininity. Like femininity is based on the male gaze. Like that's what makes you, you know? But it's like the minute women have an opinion on something, you're like, hey, you liberal snowflake, feminist, feminazi. Like, stop saying that. Like, I'm allowed to have an opinion on something and be able to back it up because I'm a smart human being, mm -hmm. not because I'm emotional and overreact, which is funny because guess what our topic is today? Woo, woo, woo. It's, um, what is it? <laughs> Emotions and overreacting. Yes, yeah, so as I feel like women named Sydney Winter are told a lot that they are too emotional and too sensitive and overreact to the point where they can't be respected. I've been told that by some people, including my own father. Take that out. But, um, and it always pisses, pisses me off when people say that. Like, how am I going to get punished for having a human reaction to something? Yeah. I'm also a cancer, so I cannot control it. So don't, don't do that to me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's literally why it's so frustrating when I go on TikTok and I see men being like, oh, well, you know, like stitching a video of a woman giving her opinion on like their relationship or like even saying like men suck. And I, when that's stitched by a guy and they're like, well, how come we're not allowed to say women suck? You do. You every, do day. Say it every day. Literally With every day. And your words. Yes. That's, it's just all so ironic. It's a circle of never ending misogyny. <laughs> if you don't, okay. One thing, if you don't follow this account, you actually need to get with the program. I'm going to like, this is not like sponsored or anything right now. Like I actually swear to God, this is not an ad, but there is this girl, her name is Drew and her ad is D-R-E-W-A-F-U-A-L-O. She what? just reached, <laughs> well, they can type it. <laughs> she just reached a million, a hundred thousand followers and she is the funniest person I've ever seen on this app on TikTok. And all she does is just bash misogynistic men. It's the funniest thing. It, her this laugh is what gives me sweet me. dreams. Yeah. Her she laugh laughs like, <laughs> do it. I can't even do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. Uh, yeah. But I think overreacting and the fact that like women have too many emotions or like, oh, you're on your period. Oh my God. Are you going to start crying? is very very prevalent both in the workforce and in romantic relationships like I know I've always been told by whoever I'm dating like you get way too heated and I'm like but you literally just cheated on me and you don't expect me to be heated you know what I mean or like oh like why are you getting so angry why are you so passionate about this it's like well because I'm invested in this relationship and it's one of like the most important things in my life why aren't you upset about it I think is a question I have the most minute of reactions and it's are you on your fucking period or something you know what? What I'm about to say might blow some people's minds. Like, this might be groundbreaking scientific evidence, theory, and law. I can have an emotion. I can have a feeling without bleeding through my vagina. Like, you guys might be surprised. That might be a shock to some people, but that does indeed happen. And I can be upset because you cheated on me. 
without being on my period. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. And also, I think a lot of comment, you know, one of the biggest miscon com- misconception is that a word? Misconception. Yes, is that a word? Okay. One of the most com- misconception. Yes. Is that a word? Yes. Are you sure? It's a very, it's a very word. <laughs> I kept saying it. Now it just sounds wrong. Uh, one of the most common misconceptions about women on their period is that they can't control themselves and they're going to stop. They're going to start crying at like the drop of a hat. And while that might be true for yes, some women for on their periods, <laughs> while that might be true for some women on their periods, especially when they're PMSing, it's not true for all women, number one. And number two, women don't turn into like the Tasmanian devil when they get on their period. Their emotions might be a little more heightened, but guess what? If you are over the age of six or the emotional capacity of six, you know how to control yourself around other people. So like when you're in a professional environment and you're on your period, you don't cry at everything, right? Like when you're at work, but like you know how to control yourself. <laughs> men that say so that, nice. it's like, are the same men that cry when someone loses a basketball game. Or like when they watch The Notebook. And I'm like, are you or crying? Like someone crying? drops a ball in the fourth quarter and they're literally crying. And I'm like, it's a football game. It is, it is a football game and you're crying. Well, you know what? Because they're dumb enough to bet $2,000 on a game that is like, like, ooh, men think they're good at betting. You know, have you ever heard a man say, like, I'm so good at this? It's Ever. chance. Whenever guys are good at something, I automatically assume that they're not. <laughs> I'm so good at, um, I'm so good at rowing. I'm so good at crew. No, I'm so good not. at dating. No, you're not. I also get mad when people, when guys especially, or it's people that are like, you're just being so sensitive. Like, No. Your words have consequences. Your words create reactions. If I react to your words, that means that I'm emotionally invested in you or in the conversation or in the topic. It's like if you are dumping me or you are literally cheating on me or you are doing something that's like requires a serious conversation and I get upset about it, not only is that completely natural because it's always like a tough subject, but also, like, that is not me overreacting. Like, what do you want me to do? Sit there with a smile on my face? I hate that emotion is seen as a weakness. Because it's a natural human reaction to literally anything. I also think emotion in this world is strength. Because we have all these people, especially with the rise of social media, who love to pretend like they don't have emotions. Like, oh, you just broke up with me? I'm going to go fuck five other guys and not care. And that's still an emotion. That's anger. Yeah. Exactly. But I think we're in such a world of... Um, non-reaction where everybody wants to fake like they don't have a reaction but in reality even that non-reaction is a reaction or it's a strength you know it's like i fully am against that like if i'm upset about something i will cry if i don't care who yeah. i don't know i'll cry with it in there because i feel it if i suppress it and i'm like oh i don't want to cry like i'll just i'll fake it tonight it's like no that's that's obstructing my own healing you yeah. know like i am allowed to feel something i should feel something i should want to feel it because if i don't feel it then i'd be concerned yeah you know? and if people are making you feel bad about fully embracing your emotions and indulging in them in a very healthy way or like when girls have fights and guys are like all girls fight like all girl friendships and stuff oh yeah that's a good one because like all the guys do sit around and play video games like what else would you fight about but when guys do fight, it's sort of the dumbest shit. Yeah, but I think that's a really good topic to touch on, you know, like female fights and stuff like that. You know, like a lot of people think, well, like the cat fight or, oh my God, it's probably over, like lipstick. That voice just really made, like, it felt like a knife, chalk, uh, like fingernails on a chalk. <laughs> I mean, obviously, there is a huge emotional temperament problem 
among everybody, like regardless of gender. Like I know a lot of women in my life who cannot fight to save their lives. Like who don't know the different, who very often cross the boundary of a healthy argument. Let's have an end goal of staying friends or staying in each other's lives to you did this one thing to me. I'm never going to talk to you again. You know what I mean? And that's also a lack of emotional capacity. But I would like to say like when like (laughs) women's lack of emotional capacity doesn't even dip below like 75% of or like yeah you see what I mean I'm doing this thing with my hands for Sydney but you guys can't see it I'm doing like this is women's emotional capacity from like the ceiling to the middle of the room men's top emotional capacity is like right here like it dips just a little bit higher than women's lowest emotional capacity and then to the floor I think I've, met, I've met one man that is has and nor- not even normal, like a respectable amount of emotional capacity. His name is Finn Kreidler, and he was a guest on this podcast. I think also like something that we don't talk about or like learn about, which I think should be a topic in like, now you have like management classes in high school that teach you about don't have sex, brush your teeth, whatever. Yeah. Um, they should talk about emotional intelligence because I think that emotional IQ is just as important, if not more important than um, like, intelligence IQ I don't know what what it would be called regular Mm. IQ because I feel like regular IQ is oh my god is this an apple and orange but I think emotional IQ is something that affects every single interaction not just with others with yourself too like your ability to communicate with yourself understand your own needs and wants and desires and to gauge your mood your behavior but like also to do that with others engage with others in a way that's healthy and beneficial for you both so I feel like learning about emotional intelligence to a certain group of people, men, 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 would be so beneficial to society as a whole. Like, yeah. the consciousness would just, like, come out of the air, you know? Don't even get me started on the American intelligence, or er, what? Don't even get me started on the American education system. So flawed. I just hate that, like, with men, or at least in that I'm dated, or, like, men that I know, it's, like, have no understanding of long-term investments. They'd be the first to be like, oh my God, my investment portfolio. But like when it comes to emotional and physical investments, I don't understand that like the work you put in now will benefit you later. Like putting, like I think guys, I don't want to generalize, but like some people don't like putting in effort because it makes them have to put in work. So that's like getting in an argument and like taking the time to work things through and understand each other's like point of view and like actively working to make sure the problem doesn't happen again. Like those small moments are going to benefit you later in life and like let you be happier and have like a beneficial, fruitful relationship. But they don't understand that like that takes time, takes investment. Just like if you want to be rich later in life, you have to learn to invest now, like when you don't have much. Same thing in relationships. I think that's something people like, don't understand. And it's so hard to like make, make people see and want to value. I am sad. That is it, everybody. We love you so much. We hope you enjoyed this rather short episode. Um, it makes sense, though, because our last mini was so fucking long. Yeah, true. So now we evened out the score. Have a great day. We love you all so much. Thank you, as always, for your ever undying support. Just kidding. Make sure to follow us on our social media, which is at Crying in Public Podcast on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. And also make sure to listen to us on iHeart, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. If you get the chance, if you if you just feel like it, like no pressure, but you know, just a suggestion. Bye. Goodbye. 
From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles, ready for next day installation, and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com, that's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.